0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here around the country. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this program, delighted to have you wherever you are nationwide. We must move into, you know, it. it's it just, I laughed when I saw just how the media was handling this particular subject, um, it, it's just fantastic to see uh, proof of further national media bias. I have a real concern about Fox News. When Fox News runs stories, for example, about Dylan Mulvaney and Bud and uses uh, female pronouns for Dylan Mulvaney, Uh, It suggests there are those at Fox who uh, like to talk about these stories because it's what their audience wants, but the joke's on the audience because they're advancing the left's agenda by embracing the pronouns of the left. When they're not using the biological pronouns, Dylan Mulvaney is objectively a he, and Fox News calls Dylan Mulvaney a she. That's a problem. It tells you that perhaps uh, in some of the editorial rooms there, things are not exactly as conservative as some might think. We also see this around the country with immigration. I regularly appear on Leland Vittert show on News Nation. News Nation is trying to set itself apart by doing the news as I wish it was done, just here's what's happening in the world, here's what the Democrats say, here's what the Republicans say, make up your own mind. I like that. But I noticed online, uh, and it was flagged to me by people who work for Ron DeSantis, that the News Nation uh, website, like all the other websites out there, are talking about Ron DeSantis has decided to crack down on immigration. He's taken an anti-immigrant stance, and that's not true. In fact, uh, the headline of the New York Times reflects the same bias in the media everywhere. DeSantis pushes toughest immigration crackdown in the nation. That's not actually true. If you're listening to a media outlet that tells you that Ron DeSantis is pushing a major immigration crackdown, that news outlet is pushing left-wing propaganda. The actual law that Ron DeSantis is pushing is a law to crack down on illegal immigration. Ron DeSantis is on record being in favor of legal immigration to the United States of America. In fact, when Ron DeSantis was in Congress, Ron DeSantis argued consistently that one of the problems we have as a nation is we've made it so difficult to legally migrate to this country that we have incentivized illegal immigration among other things and we should be proactively pursuing immigrants to this country who can add to and make our country better but we should be actively disincentivizing illegal immigration illegal immigration harms legal immigrants and native american citizens all alike so ron DeSantis is pushing anti-illegal immigration measures in florida the media is upset it's just striking to me how the press refuses to nuance on this. Let me, let me read you this. Uh, and to some degree, it's actively, um, it, it's, it's honestly covered in the New York Times, even as the headline writers refuse to note it's about illegal immigration, not legal immigration. Led by Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican with presidential ambitions, The Florida legislature is considering a sweeping package of immigration measures that would represent the toughest crackdown on, notice they say undocumented as opposed to illegal immigration, by any state in more than a decade expected to pass within weeks because Republicans have supermajorities in both chambers. The bills are part of what Mr. DeSantis describes as a response to President Biden's open borders agenda, which he said has allowed an uncontrolled flow of illegal immigrants. New York Times does not say illegal, but illegal immigrants to cross into the United States from Mexico. The bills would expose people to felony charges for sheltering, hiring, and transporting illegal immigrants require hospitals to ask patients their immigration status and report to the state, invalidate out-of-state driver's licenses issued to illegal immigrants, prevent illegal immigrants from being admitted to the bar in Florida, and direct the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to provide assistance to federal authorities in enforcing the nation's immigration laws. Mr. DeSantis has separately proposed eliminating in-state college tuition for illegal aliens and beneficiaries of the Obama Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, known as DACA, who were brought into the country as young children. The tuition law had been enacted by Rick Scott, now a Republican senator. The new measures represent the most far-reaching state immigration legislation since 2010, when Arizona, a border state that was the nation's busiest corridor for human smuggling at the time, passed a law that required the police to ask people they stopped for proof of immigration status, if they had reason to suspect they were in the country illegally. The media, the press core, is attacking DeSantis for being anti-immigrant. Even the more cut-and-dry, less partisan news channels have so... Uh, bought into left-wing talking points about immigration. Even they are saying that this is about immigrants, but it's actually only about illegal immigrants. The New York Times calls them undocumented immigrants. They are actually illegal immigrants. Uh, The shift in language from illegal immigrant to undocumented immigrant is an editorial shift towards the left by press outlets across the country DeSantis is having none of it. He's going after illegal immigrants. Good for him. As I hit my microphone, I'm a professional. Ron DeSantis wants to run for president. Uh, There was a story out uh, in Puck News. Mentioned this last week. Openly speculating on whether DeSantis would even run for president in 2024. I saw... Uh, Ed Kilgore, a Democratic partisan in, I think, New York Magazine, also now speculating, maybe DeSantis won't run. Which you have to understand, and and it's part of the, the press's antagonism towards Ron DeSantis, he doesn't have a Maggie Haberman. Now, those of you who are Trump supporters, spare me your outrage. This is actually the truth. I don't care that it's not your truth. It's the actual, actual objective truth known by anyone of any reasoned common sense, who has any inside knowledge. The Trump campaign talks to Maggie Haberman. Donald Trump, despite all of his public insults towards Maggie Haberman, likes Maggie Haberman's coverage. Donald Trump hates the New York times, but loves being in the New York times. So Donald Trump and those around him leak to Maggie Haberman. I have had more than one person tell me Maggie Haberman is over Trump and would love to move on from Trump, but because the Trump team talks to her, the New York Times forces her to still cover Trump. She does not want to be typecast as the Trump reporter, and yet she has been because the Trump team talks to her. The DeSantis team does not have a Maggie Haberman. Jonathan Swan, I think he's at the New York Times now. He was at Axios. Jonathan Swan is one of the better reporters in Washington, D.C., in the printed press. Uh, everybody talks to Jonathan Swan on background in large part because he is a nice guy who everyone trusts. Jonathan Swan does not have a left-wing um, agenda when he writes. The Trump team talks to to Jonathan Swan. All the other presidential candidates' teams talk to Jonathan Swan Uh, The White House talks to Jonathan Swan. People leak to Jonathan Swan. DeSantis' team does not have a Jonathan Swan. The DeSantis team doesn't leak to anyone, as far as I can tell. Everyone in Washington and the press corps is deeply, deeply frustrated by Ron DeSantis' refusal to allow his team to leak and Ron DeSantis' team's discipline in not leaking. In fact, as the DeSantis team builds up his presidential team, one of the things they're gonna run into is having people who have this regular uh, relationship with the press, and the DeSantis team is working very hard to find people who don't do that, to find people who refuse to do that, And the press is beside themselves and they're running stories negative of DeSantis in large part out of spite because the people who will talk to them are Republican operatives in Florida, alienated from the the DeSantis team who have an axe to grind. And they've helped DeSantis in the past so they can honestly say they have been DeSantis advisors and now they're axe grinding against DeSantis on behalf of other people, including Donald Trump, largely because DeSantis has built a team around him that does not leak. So the media, when they cover DeSantis, when it comes to immigration, already has a bias in favor of immigration, already refuses to say illegal immigration, already casts any immigration, any illegal immigration measure as an immigration measure, and they hate DeSantis. And so all of this comes to play in a story like this. Ron DeSantis is cracking down on illegal immigration, not immigration. And here's the thing. A lot of people who are not Republicans agree. A lot of people who are not Republicans are immigrants to this country or from families of immigrants to this country, and it kind of makes them mad that you can short-circuit the system that their family took the time to navigate and just cross the border from Mexico and get a job here. Now, I will be honest with you. I'm in the camp that says there are people who came to this country 30, 40 years ago, other than crossing into the country illegally, they haven't been lawbreakers since, they've been hard workers, and we should find a way to not give them citizenship, but allow them to stay. Many of them send money back to Mexico or or, uh, other Central and South American countries to fund their families. They don't really keep a lot of money here. I know a family near me that has a housekeeper who is an illegal alien. They know she's an illegal alien. She came to this country more than two decades ago. She refuses to get a driver's license because were she to get a driver's license, she would have to uh, make false claims. She doesn't, so she doesn't get a driver's license. She stays here and doesn't leave because she's worried she can't get back into the country. And more than half of the money she makes from this family, being their housekeeper, she sends back to Mexico and she still pays income taxes on it here in this country. She's gotten a worker ID in this country so she can file taxes. She pays taxes. This is the sort of person we should want to keep in the country. She won't even drive in this country because she thinks she would be breaking the law. The only law she broke was coming here illegally. She pays all of her taxes. She sends most of her money back. She lives at a near-poverty level, and she works her butt off for this family. She is like a part of family for this family, and she's been here a very long time. I don't think she deserves American citizenship, but surely we can give this person a green card. They've earned it. And what about the kids who came here when they were one or two years old? This is the only country they've learned. This is the only country they know. This is the only country they love. I'm sympathetic to these people. Maybe make them join the military or get a college degree, do something, and then give them some level of citizenship. Uh, Not their parents, but them. This is the only country they've known. I'm in that camp. I admit it. I'm in that camp. I don't want to hide from you my position. But I also think we need a really big wall and a very giant moat, and we need to keep everybody out of this country who's not here legally. We need to disincentivize more people coming here. I think we treat people who've been here for 30 years differently than people who've been here one year. I think we treat people who've been here for 20 years differently from people who've been here two days. And I think what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida is a perfectly fine thing for Ron DeSantis to do. And I think it is very notable that the national media cannot honestly deal with it. But anyone who finds out what he's doing probably is not going to have a problem with it. And it's remarkable to me that the national political press across the board treats it as controversial that Ron DeSantis thinks we should not be harboring illegal aliens in the United States of America. You know who also thinks we shouldn't be harboring illegal aliens in America? The legal aliens who came here doing everything the right way. They're the most anti-illegal immigration people I've ever encountered in this country. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowling Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets. The highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness. 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. It's true. I can tell you it's a big difference, and I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling brand sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something of substance on you so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the, during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bowling brand sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews right now. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlinBranch.com. That's BolandBranch B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello there. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, this is just too rich, not sure. You know, Gavin Newsom is doing his tour of red states where he's prohibited California taxpayer dollars from going. Uh, and back in California, the, uh, California housing finance agency has had to pause the dream for all loans. So to help the housing crisis in California, the state budgeted $300 million to help pay first time home buyers down payments. Two weeks in, they've run out of money. They've only helped 2,300 people. $300 million only helped 2,300 people. So they've shut the program down. Uh, kind of ridiculous. But here we are. They don't want to build more. The NIMBYs of California, NIMBY, not in my backyard. Uh, they, they, They don't want to actually build more houses which they probably need. You know, this is a problem headed into the future. We've got a war on the middle class out there. And frankly, it's also a war on young men. There are growing numbers of sociologists who are pointing out that uh, young men with no hope in the future tend to not turn out well. And societies of young men who have no hope for the future tend to collapse. This is one of the issues China is dealing with. It's one of the reasons Xi Jinping is becoming so belligerent around the world. He has a a nation of a billion people, many of them young men with no wives, and nations with young men who have no wives and no hope in the future tend to have those young men militarize. And Xi Jinping understands this, and he's trying to harness their energies and rage against the West so it does not turn inward and destroy uh, Xi's vision of China. Roman Empire ran into these problems. Uh, the Germans have run into these problems. We are to some degree running into problems like that here in this country as well, where you got a bunch of young men who aren't offered a lot of hope. They're told they're the bad guys in society. Uh, we used to have um, tomboys in this country, and now those girls are told actually they're boys, they should transition. We used to have boys in this country who um, were somewhat effeminate. We're told, they're told now actually you're a girl, you should transition. Um, Kids weren't allowed to grow up. Nowadays they're just given hormones. And you know, in, in Iowa, there's a controversy there that uh Chick-fil-A is hiring 14-year-old and 15-year-olds, paying them $15 an hour, 14 and 15-year-olds at Chick-fil-A. And progressives want to shut it down. They say it should be against child labor laws for a child to work at a Chick-fil-A as opposed to learning job experience. You know, I go back and forth with this on on what to do with my kids. My kids don't have jobs. They don't have summer jobs. My kids goal to my kids or my promise to my kids was I'm not gonna make you go get a summer job if instead you're dedicating your time to actually studying and actually getting better for school, for college, uh, for for the school year and stuff. You keep your grades up and you study, you do academic things during the summer. I'm not gonna make you get a job. And sometimes I wonder, Am I hurting them with a work ethic? Which is why we got to make them clean up around the house and do odd jobs around the house and stuff. But Idle young men with no jobs and no future are destabilizing forces in society, and it seems like that's what the left actually wants. Howdy, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I want to talk a little bit more about what I was just talking about, the, the young men, and, and I need to broaden it. I want to read for you real quick a tweet. Um, the tweet is from a woman who calls herself a Filipina Bernie Sanders supporter. And this is her tweet. She says, Chick-fil-A is not alone in exploiting children for cheap labor. In Iowa, yes, that's a real sign at a McDonald's advertising to hire 14- and 15-year-olds. Iowa's proposed extreme child labor bills were spearheaded by the National Restaurant Association, who represents fast food companies. Here's the sign outside the McDonald's. Now hiring 14 and 15-year-olds, 15, $15 per hour. My kid would kill for a job, $15 an hour, working at a, at a Chick-fil-A. $15 an hour for a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, and, and progressive activists are upset and say it's child labor. Now, keep in mind, under the laws of those states, they can only work a few hours per day. They cannot work during school hours. And in most states, I know here in where I am in Georgia, there, the law says they can't work past, I think, nine o'clock at night. In fact, uh, there's a Chick fil A outside my neighborhood. One of the worst things to ever happen to me financially was for a Chick fil A to open up right outside my neighborhood. The amount of time, in fact, I had Chick fil A for lunch today. My kids get it all the time on the way home from school. They want a snack, they go buy Chick-fil-A. They get chicken nuggets and a milkshake. Chick-fil-A, this particular Chick-fil-A, but all the Chick-fil-A's that I'm familiar with in my area uh, work around the schedules of kids in schools. And you will very frequently see that in the mornings, uh, the staff at the Chick-fil-A are retirees. And in the evenings, it's kids. It's a a generational shift in the day at Chick-fil-A. Because the Chick-fil-A's work around kids' school schedules. And if you work at Chick-fil-A as a 14 or 15-year-old, you're going to get some fantastic guidance and mentorship by older people working at the Chick-fil-A. That is the reality today. Uh, I, I Oh, I've got to do it, and I don't want to do it. i got to talk about Philip for a minute. Cause it's relevant. So Philip, if you see anything, uh, I need to stop the recorder here because I don't want him to get this on record. Um, so Philip, who does all my digital stuff, you, you see anything on, on social media for me, unless it's like a tweet that I myself have tweeted or like pictures of me cooking and stuff. If it's about the show, Philip, put it up there. Uh, Philip, I worked for, got started working for me out of college. Uh, this is the only major like full-time job He's ever had, and and we now have an office, and he's got an office, which he rarely comes to since he now has a kid, Uh, but it's the first office he's had. Uh, One of the things that struck Charlie and me, frankly, is having dealt with people who were Philip's age, they didn't have a strong work ethic, and they wanted to be head-patted when they did their job. And here comes this kid out of college who started working at a Chick-fil-A when he was in high school, and he had a real work ethic. He was well-raised by his family, uh, went to the same school my kids go to, uh, had worked at Chick-fil-A, and you did not have to spoon-feed him everything. You just said, hey, here's what I need you to do, and he figured out how to do it. This goes back to the book I've told you about before, The Message to Garcia, which I keep on my desk. The Message to Garcia is a book when I became a lawyer, uh, the partners in my law firm made me read the book, and it you can read the whole book in 15 minutes. It's a tract, really, from the early 1900s after the Spanish-American War. It is about an American soldier who was ordered by the president to deliver a message to Garcia, who was in the mountains of Cuba as a freedom fighter fighting the Spanish. And the man was not told where Garcia was or even how to find him. He was given a message from the president and said, take this to Garcia. He was not even told who Garcia was. He had to figure it all out and do it. Nowadays, increasingly, with a certain uh, breed of child from the Gen Z, whatever generation, you just you, you're you're you you got to spoon feed them everything, and it's typically pampered white kids from private schools. You gotta you gotta give them everything, spoon feed them everything, and and you shouldn't have to do that. And the idea that the left is upset about 14- and 15-year-olds working at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's for a few hours a day making $15 an hour getting job skills should tell you how deeply dysfunctional the left is. After all, these are the people who think a 14-year-old is mature enough to chop off their bodily organs and, and, and take um, e- hormone suppressors and transition, but they're not old enough to work at a Chick-fil-A? Seriously, this is the logic of the left. A 14-year-old can chop off his body parts but not work at a Chick-fil-A, and when he's 16-year-old, he should be able to vote, according to the left. They don't want him to have a work ethic. They want him to have hormone replacement therapy. This is bizarre. This is what the left wants. We have a problem coming to this country where we have more and more kids, indoctrinated, not educated, who cannot function in polite society with basic job skills. We see this all the time with corporate America where they come in and they decide it's got to be their way not the or the highway, and they're the employee. They don't even want to go work in an office. They think they should be able to work in a coffee shop. It's not a matter of kids these days. It's a matter of kids in some parts of the country who have been poorly raised and pampered and indoctrinated by the left who think that they should get life on a silver platter instead of having to work for anything. But then on top of that, the very left-wing policies that say a 14-year-old should be able to chop off his body parts, vote at 16, but never have a job, have declared war on the middle class. It is extremely costly now to be in the middle class thanks to the policies of the left. Last month, 17% of new vehicles sold in this country were under $30,000 compared with 44% five years ago. Automakers are not making cheap cars anymore. They're abandoning entry-level vehicles or what they call starter vehicles. The average price of a new car is $47,713. Five years ago, the average price was $35,794. And you know part of the problem here? Part of the problem that the press doesn't get into in covering this is all the bells and whistles the government mandates cars now have. Look, I think a rear view camera is a good thing. But car manufacturers used to make cars that did not have glaring blind spots and you could turn your head and see outside to see if someone was behind you. You can't do that in a lot of cars now. The aerodynamics required for the fuel efficiency standards make it it's much more difficult. You therefore have to have all the sensors and the cameras and the drives at the price of the car. It's gotten exceedingly expensive. To make a car in this country the price has gone up and that prices the middle class and the poor out of new cars and the result is that even used car prices have gone up dramatically in this country it's harder and harder to find a local bank in a community with which to deal the federal government encouraged the consolidation of banks for a while now they're upset about the too big to fail banks But smaller banks in this country, the way they've leveraged things to survive, have made it harder and harder for people to have a local banking relationship in this country. Uh, Bank branches in this country and in many parts of the country, particularly among the big banks, have gone away. My wife and I use the bank account she's had since she was a kid at Bank of America. I don't even know where a local Bank of America branch is anymore. There's ATMs, but I don't know where I can go to the bank, and I sure as heck don't know the people. I mentioned a while back wanting a personal relationship with a local banker and had several different people reach out to me and say they would be great. I might have found a guy. Um, it's just it, it's it's you can't bank in the middle class anymore. the The fees are ridiculous when it comes to banking. The access to bank tellers, the personal relationship to people is crazy. It's harder and harder. And then in a lot of major areas of the country – The uh, private equity groups have come in and bought up all the houses so you can't build equity in a home to get the American dream. You're forced to be a renter unless you want to live super far out and commute in your car that's super expensive with expensive gas. We have a war on the middle class in this country in large part because of progressive policies for the environment and other things. It's just kind of crazy. It doesn't work. For more and more people. And I've just got to think there's got to be an angle here for candidates. There's got to be an angle here for candidates. You see more and more blue collar workers moving to the GOP. It's the college educated workers who are moving to the left over social issues because they have a cushion. Uh, from which they can thrive and 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 move forward. It's it's the blue collar and the middle class, college educated, but they went to the state school. They didn't go to the Ivy League. These folks are Republicans still, and you got a lot of independents out there who more and more are struggling just to make ends meet. They can't buy a nice car because the auto manufacturers aren't making it for them anymore. The auto manufacturers aren't making it not because they don't like them as consumers, but because the automakers have so many regulations on them now from the government, it's harder and harder to make a cheap car. And then the government's pushing everybody into a battery-powered car and nobody can afford to put the high-end chargers in their house. You can't go buy a refrigerator that lasts you 50 years anymore. They last 10 years, then you got to replace it because of the way they're built. Everything becomes very disposable. It's more and more costly. And now you have progressive activists who do not want your children to have a job when they're 14 or 15 years old to help make ends meet for the family or to save cash for themselves. It's no wonder that people at upper incomes, people who make six figures, high six figures and more, are very optimistic about the state of the country. But most people don't. Most people make less than that. And those people are deeply pessimistic about the future of the country. They see the rich able to get ahead and cash in, and they can't themselves in the middle class get ahead anymore. You know what that does? It turns people towards socialism. And the right is playing into this. The right needs to be very careful. The right needs to come through and say, you know what? We do need to go through a period of disruption in this country where we stop creating moral hazard. We do let the big fail so that the small entrepreneur can slay Goliath. We have essentially in this country regulated and restricted David from ever being able to slay Goliath. And if we keep doing that, at some point, David's going to say, you know what, screw it. I want socialism instead. It's only a matter of time before we get there, and it's coming quicker than you or I might like. And it has a lot to do with Republicans going along with Democrats in making things so comfortable in this country and so safe in this country. No one takes risks. No one's allowed to take risks, and no one's allowed to buy a car that just has minimal bells and whistles so that they can afford it. And that's going to have cascading effects long term unless some Republican comes around and says, you know what? It's time to break up big tech and the big banks and stop bailing people out and allow things to collapse. And it will be chaotic for a short little while, but the free market and the entrepreneurial spirit of America will be what sets us straight. We've got to re-unleash the entrepreneurial spirit of the middle class. It's there. We just regulate them out of being able to be entrepreneurs and we need to stop that. Now, a lot of you, are self-help when it comes to your retirement and a lot of you are then drawn to precious metals to ease the ebbs and flows of your portfolio you see what's going on right now with the world with inflation with the stock market uh, everything seems topsy-turvy out there, except uh, the prices of precious metals, which can kind of level things out for you in your portfolio. Thousands of retirees are safeguarding their retirement with physical precious metals like gold and silver in their IRAs and their 401ks. Others are doing it in their general investment portfolio. Advantage Gold might be able to help you. They have a dedicated number, 800-450-2566. That's 800-450-2566. See if they can help you. They're Trust number one highest rated gold company. Seven years in a row. they got the best prices and the best staff, and their only gimmick is they have no gimmicks. They're just straight shooters. They tell you what you need to know, and they think that you'll go with them and do business with them because they're straight shooters. 800-450-2566. That's Advantage Gold's number. If you call them at 800-450-2566, they'll give you a free gold IRA investment kit. You can learn more about using precious metals in your portfolio. 800 450 two five six six um i'm gonna tell on myself and i probably shouldn't but i am so i have my new studio and it's in an office building and it's eh, high off the ground shall we say and the studio has nice windows and a beautiful view if you see the um if you see the the videos we put up, you you see the, the window behind me, and it's actually the TV behind me that projects the view out the window because we can control the lighting better that way. But that's the view out the window. And I've got an appointment, and I got to be in gym clothes. I got to have my foot worked on and looked at, and and see what's going on—is it plantar fasciitis or I so I, my, I've got plantar fasciitis, and my feet are in. It doesn't matter if i'm sitting or standing or walking or standing still or laying down that's actually some of the worst my heel is killing me and at augusta on saturday i slipped and it just it has been just excruciating ever since so but i gotta go physical therapist and they're gonna look and then i gotta go to the doctor and so i gotta leave right after the show so i can make the appointment on time and so i mean i'm in the office and i change clothes and, I'm, well, I'm wearing gym, putting on gym shorts that have a liner built in. So I'm taking everything off and put everything, put my shirt on and put my shorts on. And I didn't realize there's a window washer. It's a window washer. <sighs> my apologies for allowing the moon to rise nine stories up while the guy is washing the window outside who just timed it perfectly. Yeah. This reminds me of the time the Jehovah's witness knocked on my door. <laughs> oh, my, okay. True story. This is a true story. Just like what just happened. I'm mortified at the moment. Um, I was, Christy and I decided the secret to a happy marriage would be king size bed. Before we got married, I was living in a rural house. She was living in an apartment. And the king-size bed was being delivered right before we got married. And so I stayed home from work. Uh, They said we ordered it from Macy's, nice king-size bed. And they told me, you know, here's the time. And given the delivery schedule, it comes from Atlanta. And it could be two weeks if you miss this. So you got to be home. So I'm home. And I'm in the shower. And, of course, they show up early, knock on the door. And so I wrap a towel around me, and I am dripping wet, go all the way down the hall, fling open the front door for the mattress company, and my towel drops because the door hits it and it's not the mattress company. It's the Jehovah's witnesses. They dropped the watchtower and ran as fast as they possibly could. And that one woman, it took a a lot of inertial energy to overcome the force of gravity for that woman to run, if you get my drift, and she ran. They have never come to my house again. And I still, to this day, feel bad. And I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere. Don't go to this man's house. I did not mean for it to happen. I I swear on the Holy Bible, it was totally an accident. And I was just mortified, as mortified then as I am right now. And when I turned around, there was just a a pile of water down the hall uh, where I had run thinking it was the mattress company. Oh, my goodness. Well, while I'm talking about that, there's breaking news happening right here. Uh, Alvin Bragg, uh, the um, DA in New York, has decided to file a lawsuit against Jim Jordan and House Republicans for what he says is an unprecedentedly brazen and unconstitutional attack on his Trump probe. This man is an idiot. I, I don't even have to read his lawsuit here to tell you he's an idiot because Congress is allowed to do these things. Congress is allowed this oversight. Uh, this is going to get tossed just like his Trump lawsuit. What an absurd thing. This is breaking news happening right now. Bragg versus Jordan filed it in the Southern District of New York, which doesn't even have jurisdiction over Jim Jordan or the United States Congress.